What is going on, everyone? This is the 51st episode of the Attack of Zero podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. Carl, what's going on this week, man? We had our ban restricted announcement for both Pioneer and the rest of the formats on Monday. Uh, no changes in anything but Pioneer. Uh, Pioneer gets to say goodbye to Oko, finally, and Nexus of Fate. It's like we called that last week, that they were going to ban Nexus. Or two weeks ago? Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. It's like two weeks ago. Yeah, I think uh, my Discord server, you can you can set a custom like status. And for two weeks, it's been casting Nexus of Fate. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think my current one is now casting Approach of the Second Sun. <laughs> I mean, that's the next best card, right? Just like control next to win with. Like, that's like I can't with play... Now. My all-in combo deck anymore, so now I'm just going to play a derpy control deck that can actually win the game. Yeah, sounds much better. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, since you led into it, let's start with the uh, the ban restriction announcement. Um, as you mentioned, Oko is now banned in Pioneer as well as Nexus of Fate. Um, they didn't really tell us a whole lot other than, hey... Um, Simic Food is really good. It has a 60% win rate, had twice as many 5-0s as anything else. Nexus of Fate was really good, having the second highest win rate, and its worst matchup, uh, its, uh, worst matchup was the Simic Food decks. So with Simic Food being good, Nexus is going to be really good, and we don't want that, so we banned it. Yep. It, it's basically everything we talked about last, uh, a couple weeks back, where... Nexus of Fate's your best combo deck, and eventually it would be too good and need to be banned. Um, I'm really sad to see it be Nexus that goes instead of Wilderness Reclamation, because Nexus on its face is a 7-mana instant, whereas Reclamation says, hey, you have double mana, and I think that's way more abusable than Nexus of Fate. And, like, I granted, I am the biggest fan of Nexus of Fate you will find, so, like, it being banned is a, personally, like, a knife through my heart. But I also, I knew it was coming. I just was hoping it wasn't Nexus. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of how it is, though. Like, they're going to take out the card that's, like, it's only printed for buy a box. It's the only way you could have gotten it, like, until now, probably. I think, like, I don't know what the limit is on that, because I think local stores and stuff aren't, like, it's kind of iffy on where, like, where they get them if they buy them, because they like they could still have like extra promos from buy a box. So it's kind of, I don't know exactly what the rules are through WPN for all that stuff, but uh, Nexus of Fate, it's, it's the harder the card to get a hold of. Most people who have them probably had already gotten them when they were when they got banned standard, probably, and it it's okay to see it go. I'm not I'm not upset with it being with it being gone. Uh, I'm more pleased with Oko being gone for sure. Oko uh, needs banned in every format it's printed in. We can uh, play Whip of Erebos and other silly artifacts and creatures, and Soul Flare gets much better now that Oko's not a thing. Yeah, like you. Oko was just good against control because it allowed you to have threats. It was good against mid range because it allowed you to always have a threat. And it was good against aggro because it just gained you a billion life. Like, yep. it invalidates all of your opponent's creatures. So, like, if they don't immediately impact the board... Like, this is this was the argument against uh, Chase and Standard, you know? 
is if your creatures didn't impact the board, they just got bounced by Jace, and then, like, you're just immediately lost that tempo. Yep. Oko's the same way, where if it's not immediately impacting the board, then it just becomes an elk, and now it's not a problem. Yep. Like, you just trade elks back and forth for however many turns. Yeah. It's it's not an understatement to say that Oko is the best Planeswalker of all time. By far. And I would be very surprised. Well, okay, I, I say that now, but I would not be surprised if Oko ended up being banned in more formats than what he already is in now. I mean, he already has three under his belt. So really, you just need him. If he gets banned in Modern and Legacy, then, like, this card's just gone. <laughs> yeah, like, at that point, you're playing him in Vintage and turning your... Mox Emerald into a three-three, or turning no, like turning random things into into three threes at that point, and there's no point. Like imagine, like imagine, like getting to turn off like a Null Rod or something, and just be like, "Yeah, I beat you to death with it." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just like turn off this Null Rod, beat you, <laughs> beat you to yeah, death. Sounds great. <laughs> so it's just like you know, we're we're gonna talk about the. Um, the Players' Championship as well today. And the tweets from the event that multiple people talked about, um, the big ones that come to mind are uh, Brian Gottlieb and Todd Anderson, who just said they're tired of seeing Oko in all formats. Like, it's ridiculous, you know? When, I think it was Edgar, uh, Edgar Magalhaes? Malgahesh. Malgahesh. Edgar uh, well, Edgar, when he posted his, uh, he posted his deck list on Twitter before the tournament, and he was playing Oko in two of the three formats. the The only one he wasn't playing it in was Standard, and that's because it's banned already. Where yep. instead he was playing the the Jun Food list. So it's just like this card is just demoralizing to play against, and like is ostracizing what cards can actually be played in these formats. Heck, even... Let's see here. Let's see how many copies of Oko were played in the last... in this in this modern uh, top eight here from the Players' Championship for a second. There's four. There's eight. There's 12. 16. 20. 24, 28, 30. 30 copies of Oko in the top eight of the Players' Championship. And that's ignoring... um, There's copies of it in the 10th place list. There's copies of it in Jolisette's... Jolisette's... 13th place list, Heart and Fears, 14th place list. Every every deck that could be casting it is. Yeah. Um, the big exception here are Drake Sasser and Chris Bar- uh, Barone, who are both playing humans. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Dominic Harvey. Dominic Harvey is also playing Amulet. I mean, uh, Valakut. So... I'm assuming Jonathan Hobbs wasn't playing it in Death Shadow. Oh he, no, he I is, am wrong. He, he is. He is. <laughs> he's playing Sultai. Why? Why am I not surprised? I was expecting. <laughs> I 
I was expecting Grixis. Obviously, I'm wrong. Yeah, nope, he's playing. I was about to say, he's playing He's playing Oko and his, too. This card is obnoxious, man. Just ban Oko and Modern. Ban, help just, us out here. Just ban it in Modern. You can, can have just, Urza. Like, you can keep Urza at this point. Just ban Oko. I know we've talked about it before, but can we just, like, ban, like, all Planeswalkers that were printed in 2019? Let's just get rid of every card from 2019, and we'll just reset for 2020. You can't even say just cards because like Astrolabe is all over modern and legacy and like ruined popper and like, <laughs> like <sighs> modern horizons was a mistake. Oko, I guess had never been play tested before. I, I just, I don't understand how they come to these conclusions that Oko is okay. Once upon a time and Veil of Summer are like all fine cards. I feel like once upon a time outside of standard pioneer the formats that are slower are supposed to be slower once upon a time's not as an egregious of a card because like force indications in this format <laughs> force the wills and legacy like uh, these free spells are everywhere in modern and legacy and it's just like why not have a green spell that's free one time instead of having a green like instead of having like force the will it's free pretty much all the time um so it's like outside of Standard and Pioneer, those cards like Once Upon a Time, Veil of Summer, they don't feel terrible per se, but like Oko, Oko just feels terrible everywhere. Well, like, like Tarmogoyf used to be like the biggest creature you could play in Modern, like for for rate, and now you just can't because it's a 3-3. Three, three. Yep. Like, look at, look at Death Shadow. Death I'd say it's either a 3-3 three, three or it's dead, so... Yeah, Death Shadow's basically been pushed out of this format because Oko says it's a 3-3. Like, yep. if you're not playing it with, like, that's why you don't see cards like Gurmag Angler anymore. Like, obviously, uh, Jonathan Hobbs played Death Shadow at this tournament, but, like, he finished 12th, so, like, he didn't do great on day one. So, I, I just, I don't know what to make of this, of modern, man. It, this format's awful. Modern's pretty miserable. And let's be honest, Legacy's a little bit better now that Ren and Six is gone, but Oko <laughs> but, just walked right into that power <laughs> vacuum and but just took it over. Now, now every deck is Oko and Astrolabe. Like, because that, or Hogak. that combo... Or Hogak. I actually don't know how good the Hogak deck is. Like, it it's, seems insane. It's decent. It, it, when it was when it was the modern playable version and it, it, the modern playable was on legacy power level. And then oh, they think for sure. And thankfully sure. they banned it before Once Upon a Time came out. I can imagine. <laughs> the legacy version gets to play Once Upon a Time. I think Dylan Donegan's list is incorrect because he's only playing two Once Upon a Times. Uh, it depends on how many you want to see. If you only ever want to see one Once Upon a Time, then it seems fine. Like you're playing four bridge, four altar three cabal therapy four careful studies so you have you're just just oh just over 66 percent of your cards are hits uh my biggest complaint is like you could like 19 lands when you're playing if you go up to four once upon a time playing four once upon a time and four careful study seems like a lot so i could i could see going down to 17 lands and just playing four once upon a time like, you're obviously going to have to mulligan more aggressively for your lands. But, like, this deck functions off of one land most of the time. 
It also doesn't help that the sideboard is full of non non hits. Oh, it is. That's really awkward. Like, but like, that's kind of, like, of that's kind of been my thing for when I was playtesting with the dredge. It's just like once upon a time is great game one, but after game one, when you're bringing a bunch of other non land cards, and the, these cards got to go. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> once like, upon a time is in, the first cut usually. If you're bringing in four leyline of the void, then you can bring you can cut your four once upon a time. Like. There's there's easy ins and outs. I I feel like if that's a concession you're willing to make. The problem is we also have other cards that we want to cut usually for bringing Leyline of the Void in because it's just like we don't want we don't want these Cabal therapies usually. We don't want all these once upon a times. We don't really need all these careful studies because if Leyline of the Void's coming in, it tells us that a we're against another graveyard based strategy. So we need to like we just want to play the fair game for sure. Um, but yeah, modern is just messed up. Legacy's a little bit better now that Ren and Six is gone because you actually oh, yeah. can it's, play it's cards way, way better than what it was. But and then, and standard, you're either playing Jun Sacrifice, Simic Flash, or Simic Ramp. You're either playing I... Cat Oven, you're playing uh, Hydra Crisis and Nissa, or you're playing Night Pack Ambusher and whatever the other card what's the other card that's supposed to be like real popular in this one um in the flash decks yeah it's brazen bar that's what it is yeah it's like those are your threats uh, you're either playing Nissa and hydro crisis in the ramp deck you're either and, or you're playing well like, i mean the flash playing, deck is also playing hydro crisis and you Nissa, play those two so. but you're playing you have other things that are like winning you the game usually like besides just the Nissa and the hydro crisis no, that, that's their primary win. <laughs> they just go over the top of you by playing shitty flash threats and then killing you with a 6-6 six, six or a 12-12. Nightback Ambusher is not a shitty flash threat, by the way. Just I FYI. mean, it's it's pretty not good. <laughs> it is better than Brian Horton Cutthroat. <laughs> I'd say it's better than whatever these ramp decks are doing. I like the ramp decks, actually. I think these are miserable. I haven't played Standard on Arena because, like, this format looks awful. But I've been having a lot of fun in Historic because that's the only format I can cast Nexus now. <laughs> Why it's still legal there, no one will understand, but... I haven't played much Standard, but I I, I do like the Jun Sacrifice deck. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to talk about some of these players' championship decks? Sure, it's, looks good to me, man. What do you want to start? Um, let's start with standard. It's standard's gonna be pretty easy because it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I think there was like four different archetypes total. <laughs> um, there is sixteen player tournament. Uh, there is zero white cards present, and every all sixteen decks are playing green. Yep. Does does that summarize standard for you? Uh, let's see here. How many flash decks were there? One, two. Three, four Simic Flash decks, like four Jun Sacrifice, one, two. Mm-hmm. Yep, four Jun Sacrifice, and then a Gogari Adventures, and that leaves like seven Simic Ramp decks. Yep. So, right yeah, on the money. Pretty boring, pretty boring standard. Um, I watched the finals. I couldn't stand to sit and watch the rest of it, but I watched the finals, and the finals, I got to watch all Legacy Modern and Standard. Uh, standard by far was like, felt like the most one-sided. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't even know the players' championship was this weekend, until oh, yeah. uh, until Sunday afternoon. So yeah, we like, completely oh, skipped over it man. last week for sure. 
they kind of had they kind of just like stopped promoting it stopped pushing it yeah and, and i don't know a week before why. and like, i just don't understand why yeah is is there big hurrah big to do and like no one on twitter was talking about it nope so i just like i said if it wasn't for edgar's tweet i didn't even know about it but i figured he you know he tweeted it out beforehand but it was like a week in advance I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, like, locked these in. He's going to go get reps with them. That makes sense to me. But. So, standard's done. Moving on to modern, which is also just about as uneventful as anything else. There's a little bit more variety here. Uh, how many Urza decks are there? One, two, three, four Urza decks. Um, there is, there are 14 Urza decks. Are all the Snowblade decks Urza decks, too? Yep. The The only decks not playing Urza are the T-Humans players. Oh, and the Titan the Titan Shift, so 13. I lied to you. It's 13 copies. Um, None of these Snowblade decks are playing Urza. Are they not? None of them are. Oh, Urza, Urza. I'm sorry. I was talking Oko. Yeah, we were talking about Oko earlier. No, Urza. Yeah, I was, yeah I so was, there's, there's obviously. Four, <laughs> there's four Urza decks, uh, four Devoted Devastation decks. F- looks like three Snowblade decks, mm-hmm. two Humans, uh, a Four Colors Death Shadow, a t- Amulet Titan, a Titan Shift. That is it. I mean, again, like. This format's very green. This is 16 green decks, you know? And yeah. it, 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 again, the the power level of the cards that have been printed in the last year have been so pushed that, like, it's dominating every format they're legal in. Let's see here. Every single one of these decks is playing green. Yep. Every single one. That's insane. Uh, let's move on to Legacy, where there's a little, there's a lot more, there's some variety in Legacy, but it's mostly towards the top. <laughs> uh, we have Four Color Mentor, which, now that Red and Six is gone, this is, like, great, you'd actually play cards like Ice Pain, Coldal, and Baleful Strix again, mm-hmm. and not be super duper punished for it. Um, but again, Oko, here's his ugly head, is, like, so, the, the main threat. So, fun fact for you. There are 12 green decks in this format. Um, in, in these in these 16 lists. The the only non-green decks are the Death and Texas player, uh, Colin Roundtree and Fifth. Um, the Is It Delver deck in the hands of Drake Sasser in ninth. Uh, Grixis Delver in 12th with Jonathan Hobbs. And Just Guy Miracles with Chris Barone in 15th. Woo! Non-green cards. Oko was a mistake. Yeah. Astrolite. How many? How many of these are snow decks? One, two, um, three. One, two, three. Uh, the the Bant Miracles deck. So that's four. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight can of we, sixteen. Can we count Dark Depths as a snow deck because it's playing Dark Depths? That's a snow land. <laughs> I'll count it. Okay. <laughs> not not quite what I meant. Uh, I meant, you know, like Astrolabe snow decks, but... <laughs> it's snow permanent. All the same. It, snow permanent. It skews the numbers in our favor if we say it's a snow deck. <laughs> yep. 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 
But yeah, Ar- Arkham's Astrolabe is real bad. Like it, it's just ruining formats that it can, it can get away with it. And uh, it helps Urza decks and modern like tremendously fix their colors so they can just play whatever colors they want. It's like a second. It's like a five through eight of Mox Opal. That Except turns this on one Mox draws Opal. you a card. <laughs> and it turns on Mox Opal. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's a non-legendary version of Mox Opal that draws you a card. This is it's insane. Just just Girl, how good would the Moxen be if you added a mana to their cost, but they drew a card? <laughs> You'd you see them played still. still. Be They'd be played everywhere, right? They'd still be played because it's just like, oh, this is it's equal card because it replaces itself. Like <laughs> Do you think they'd still be restricted in vintage? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> so, why is this one legal? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Could not tell you why that one's legal. I wonder if people are playing Astrolabe in vintage. That's a format I haven't checked in on for a while. Me either. Want to know what? Well, we can find out. Internet I, I am actually looking. I feel like it has, like, affected something, right? It has to have. Oh, I bet the, let's see, can we do, I want to do a search by card. Anyway, for now, most, most of these formats feel kind of wrong, and the fact that Wizards didn't change anything. Oh yeah, that's, that's my biggest complaint. Except in Pioneer. It just feels terrible, right? Mm-hmm. It's awful, man. I hate it. Arkham's Astrolabe is in 2.2% of reported deck lists for Vintage on MTG Top 8 in the last four months. Last four weeks? Months. Months, okay. Uh, if we lower that to two months, uh, it goes to 3.4%. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this card legal, man? I don't know. Oh, you remember when he was banned in Popper? I was so happy. I, I, I would have done a backflip if I could. But yeah, the Players' Championship, It was, I, I guess it was just like a combination of no one really talked about it beforehand anymore. Like the week before, it just like it passed everybody's radar, uh, and after while it was going on, I heard a lot of people just like on Twitter complaining about how confusing it was, trying to keep track of who's in, who's out between day one to day two and day two to day three, because a lot of these bubble games were like weirdly labeled, and it's like it it, it was weird how it worked out. Um, I don't understand any of it. <laughs> that sounds awful, man. But uh, Oliver Tomiko was- ended up winning it all. <laughs> $20,000 in this nice uh, belt, this championship belt. Oh, apparently I now they it's, got him a belt. Now apparently it's wrestling and you have to have the championship belt. Is that not how magic works? <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have been fine with the trophy. Yeah, what I miss, man. What? I miss when you can play cards like Ephemerate and Modern. <laughs> can we go back to then? Granted, that was that was before Pioneer as a format, and I much prefer Pioneer. I like Pioneer. I still like being able to do my powerful things in Modern. 
I do like Pioneer, though. But this is coming from the guy who hasn't played Paper Magic in a month and a half. So. Dude, same. I might go play this Friday. We'll see how Friday goes. Um, I had to work Friday, so unfortunately I will not be at FNM. I might, I might go. Or I might stay home and play Pokemon. I don't know yet. I like that option. I My team, my competitive team is almost done. I'm about halfway done. I'm still breeding for Pichus. Um, I just got to get everybody hyper-trained to get the natures fixed, so I'm just kind of grinding Battle Tower right now. I also need to get them all, the rest of them leveled up. So you're, you're, you are doing the grinding part of everything. That sounds great. I, I've i been doing that, too, and it's... I, I actually really enjoy the grind. I was say, I've been having fun with it. I, I had to, to take like, a break. play the game. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been having fun with it. I had to take a break and started playing Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> Finally. I, I debated going and getting um, Ultimate Alliance 3. Just because, like, that's a game that I've I've really wanted to pick up for, you know, since June or July when it came out, and I just haven't. Oh. I can't you remember. Move, oh, Mario wanna... Maker came out then. That's That was the yeah, other game. Yeah, I was going to say was Mario really Maker. For. Uh, that, that, I, I started playing that one again because they had a new update come out the other day for... It's like 1.2 update or whatever it was. It has the Legend of Zelda uh, sword, the, power the up. The 2.0. Or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's it's awesome. I haven't picked it up, but I've been watching uh, Carl Sagan and Grand Pooh Bear, you know, and and Barb and all the all the big Mario Maker guys. Um, Ryu Car on YouTube, Dragon Feeny, you know, like just it, you name them. I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of Mario Maker content. Th- this game is also just broken. <laughs> yep. Like. You know, me, me and you joke about, like, Sword and Shield being broken, but, like, Mario Maker just doesn't make sense, man. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, there are definitely parts of this game that were programmed by an intern, and you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to move on to Oklahoma? Yeah, so you said there was some uh, some pretty big drama with Oklahoma, and I, I didn't know anything about it, because I didn't... No, I mean, like, I knew there was an event because we talked about it last week, but, you know, there was no coverage, so I couldn't watch over it. Oh, well, no, no one, no one got to watch it. That's that's kind of how this happened. Uh, so this past weekend was Oklahoma, it was Grand Prix, Oklahoma City. Uh, notably, Julian John made the top eight of this tournament and had been previously disqualified the last two SCG tournaments minus the Players' Championship. For, uh, I think it was both of them were for cheating in some shape or capacity. Man, that sounds... And Twitter fucking blew up when the top eight for Oklahoma got published on Twitter. Twitter just fucking blew up about it. Oh, I I did not see this. Um, a lot of them were talking about, like... It, it, you have to go back through Twitter and find, them all, find out about all of it on Twitter. I'm not going to dig up people's there's so many things that i read on twitter and none of it was good <laughs> not a damn thing was good about any of it but um this top eight for this oklahoma city grand prix uh looks very very like diverse compared to what we saw for the uh the players championship like we've got 
Rakdos Knights in third. There's a Gruel Adventures deck in the hands of Frank Karsten in fifth. Uh, Rakdos Sacrifice in seventh. And then a couple Jeskai Fires in uh, first and fourth. A couple Simic Flash decks in sixth and eighth. And only one Jun Sacrifice in second. These uh these fire decks are really good, man. These I'm, fire I'm decks really surprised. Are really good. I'm really surprised to see no copies of them at the players' championship. I feel like everyone watched uh the Mythic Championship and just And that was their, their expectation for the like, format. Hardlined in on it. Just just went mm-hmm. with that. I feel like if you had played Jeskai Fires in standard in the standard portion, a lot of your like People that had weirder deck choices for modern legacy probably would have done would, would have been a little bit better because they would have had a better leg up in standard. Um, but these Jeskai fire decks they keep adding more Kenrith. <laughs> uh, two has been the normal. They're up to three now. <laughs> uh, are they playing an extra one in the board? Nope, it's main. It's main. <laughs> oh, is three it? Three in the main. Yep. Uh, the third place list only has two in it. Well, that's the reason it's third or fourth and not first. <laughs> I mean, they could have lost to Jun Sacrifice. You don't know that. Uh, this Chess Guy Fires has the first place list in the hands of Matt Carlson. Uh, has three in the main board. Also has four Legion Warboss and three Tithe Taker. I don't know what we're bringing in Tithe Taker against. Probably more aggro Oh, Simic Flash. And Simic Flash. Yeah, I'll say probably like aggro and Simic. Yeah, it's a new flash is really good. Uh, like, I right, quench this, or you know, you're not going to. Also, four dispute, like four dispute, three tie thicker is a lot for them. Like, just be like, nah, deal with it, or you die. I feel like if the Jun Sacrifice deck had played more casualties in their main board, they might have actually had a chance against this deck. Against they the played Jeskai zero. Fires. They played zero in the main board. They had yeah, one. They had one in their seventy five. The most played card at the Mythic Championship, and they have one in their 75. I disagree with that. Oh, yeah, 100% disagree. Maybe he couldn't find them. I doubt it, but maybe he couldn't. (laughs) To be fair, this is like a 300-person GP, so... I was going to say, yeah. Well, how many people... It was not very many people. Let me... Let me find out. Let's see. I know that's the other thing that people are talking about, is how uh, between... From 2010 to now... Like standard GP attendance has dropped some 30, 40% or something like that. They're, we're down from like an average 1,100 people to like 600 people on average. Oh, where was that? 348 players in the main event. Jeez. <laughs> Carl, we probably could have walked into this event and done well. I know, right? That'd have been great. I had I don't have standard cards, but it'd been great. <laughs> we, Carl, we could have showed up and cashed. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I didn't say great. you had to play. Um, but going through the rest of the stuff, that, that might be why this top eight looks so like diverse is just because it's just like there wasn't a whole lot of players there, and so everyone was off doing other things. Uh, this third place Rakdos Knights list looks really fun. I'm I'm about this man. I wish Gutter Bones was a knight. <laughs> I'm sad that they're playing Fervent Champion, but like without knights, this card is awful. And with knights, it's like okay. The, we gotta play the our best Fervent Champion because we can Embercleave it. 
the best knight in this deck is Rotting Regisaur. <laughs> I don't know, man. Stormfrist Crusader does a real good job. It's Stormfrist good... Crusader lets you put together Splinter Twin, Carl. Exactly. <laughs> Murder's Rider also being a knight is just, like, great. Um, I can see turning... Like, I kind of want some Rimrock Knights in this deck just to be, like, pump spell you. But that's probably a little too cute. Like, I'm not a fan of these gutter phones. I'm really not. I That's kind of where I'm looking at, is that one-drop spot. Like, having 12 one-drops is probably really nice, but, like, we also have a flashy two-drop, two and, like, we only have eight two-drops, so I, I could see cutting the gutter bones for four Rimrock Knights. Because isn't the pump spell a one a technically a one-drop? It's a one or a two-drop. Yeah. So um, it's, like, it's, it's a 3-1 that can't block on its creature half. And it gives plus 3 plus 3? That was plus 2 plus 0. I'm looking. I don't know magic cards, man. I just talk about them. Plus 2 plus 0. That's what I get for talking. Pew. Once again, Carl knows what he's talking about. Uh, look at the sideboard of those lists. It's like Spot of Mayhem. Seems like a great card to put an oh, Embercleave yeah. on. Just oh, Embercleave yeah. this guy up, and then he just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> Carl, I don't think I understand. You resolve Embercleave, you win. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means you're already ahead, and that means your opponent didn't kill your creatures, and that means they're dead. Speaking of board decks playing Embercleave, uh, this Coral Adventure deck seems right up your alley for standard. What deck? Gruel Adventures. Frank Karsten played this to the oh. top, to top eight. I don't Got have me. Frank Karsten's deck on here. Huh. Oh, they have it labeled as Jund on MTG Top 8. There's not a black card in here. Yeah, I don't know why they have it labeled as Jund. Huh. Neat. Huh. Anyway, we're we're using the whole Golgari Adventures thing with Edgewall Innkeeper and like Lovestruck Beast and whatever other adventure cards we get, like Bone Crusher and but we get Bone Crusher Giant and Rimrock Knight to just like tag on. <laughs> we also yeah, get this is really close to the Gruel deck I was playing in um in Historic, except instead of Rimrock instead of Rimrock Knight and Edgewall Innkeeper, we get like you know, Lanoir Elf and uh, Burning Tree Emissary. Yeah, you, get, you <laughs> so, actually get actual cards, right? <laughs> yeah, we get actual playables instead of, you know, a plus two plus zero pump spell. I mean, the, the standard, hands, that's fine. <laughs> the, the hands in that deck where you get to go like BTE into BTE into next turn Embercleave you are just fantastic. I'm really sad that they banned Once Upon a... Uh, excuse me, they were... They suspended once upon a time. It, you can just say it, it's banned. But Carl, it's suspended. It's There's never coming off that list. There's a difference, Carl. It's not coming off the list, though. <laughs> Whether it's suspended or banned, that's never coming off that list. Oh, I I am so glad they've made changes to that format, and I wish they would get rid of uh, Burning Tree as well. Didn't they? Burning Tree and Nexus are my next two cards to go in Pioneer. Didn't I mean, they uh, give in you historic. Burning Tree Emissary? Yeah. How could you think that was a good idea? Because they're going to reprint Nyxos, Carl. <laughs> what part of that doesn't sound like a good idea? None of it. None of it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> okay, how busted is, is Nyxos if it costs three to activate? 
still pretty busted. Yeah, it's still really good. <laughs> uh, looking at the other decks in the top eight, these Jeskai Fire decks are pretty similar to what we talked about last week. The Jun Sacrifice I mean, deck minus the Casualties of War is pretty similar. Yeah, the, um, the Fires decks are actually really similar to each other anyway. Um, the the big difference here is one has one and oh one has two and the other has three Kenris. Yep. Um, their sweepers are a little different as well. Um, they have four Deafening Clarion. The other list has four Clarion plus a Solar Blaze. I don't get Solar Blaze. It's like are it's you sweeper doing number. It? It's I, sweeper number four. That's not time wipe. But I was gonna say I'd deck, rather just I would play time, time wipe. wipe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like time wipe, pick up my thing, like pick up my cavalier, replay my cavalier of gales. Seems real hot. I guess solar blaze is four mana, and that's relevant. So you can go fires into solar blaze and wipe yep. the board. Hopefully, hopefully wipe the board. Like um, the the cards that come to mind that. Uh, Solar Blaze doesn't kill are like um, Murderous Rider uh, Murderous Rider <laughs> and Murderous that, that's, Rider that's really about it man like um, everything uh, it doesn't kill Gilded Goose Yeah, but like everything else I can think of like dies to it um, like, we don't care if it kills our Cauldron Familiars. We don't care if it, like, kills our Midnight Reapers. It's okay. Kills Brazen Borrower, Hydra Crisis, Night Pack, Ambusher. Like, yeah, it, it's just... It, it gets pretty much everything. Yeah. Like, in, in the top eight, there are two creatures it doesn't kill, four of which are Gilded Goose. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, take that with a grain of salt. You're not killing their mana dork. No. But I'm gonna be honest, if you just leave them with the leave them with the goose, it's not that big a deal. Oh, it doesn't kill priest with forgotten gods. Yeah, but is that actually seeing play right now? That's uh, in the Racto Sacrifice deck in seventh. Oh, I overlooked it. You're right. And that's actually super, super relevant because you just sack the ones that are gonna die and It doesn't kill Cavalier of Night either. Oh it does, it doesn't. Nope. Huh. Noted. All right, now I'm out of cards. It doesn't kill. Yeah, now I'm out. Yeah, I have nothing else left. This Rakdos Sacrifice deck feels wrong not playing Chandra. Yeah, three mana I agree. One. That feels so wrong. Why are we playing Dreadhorde Butcher? That card's not playable. I mean, with Oko gone. I mean, play some... Just play some uh, Stormfist Crusaders, man. It's an aggro card that like actually is good. This Mask Immolation can go away. <laughs> yeah, it's one of mask, and these Angrath's rampage can probably go into the sideboard. If you get rid Especially of if we're, cutting, if we're cutting the the butchers, like that's three, four, five spots we just cleared up in the main board. Like that's your four Chandra plus a second Actually, Cavalier I, a Knight. <laughs> yeah, or a uh, a Bontu. Like cut the Cavalier and play two Bontu. Can we talk about this the Rakdos Fires deck and how freaking hilarious it is Dude, to watch the deck is hot. to watch people just die to Cavalier Flame and Bontu just yeah, the deck's one insane. after the other and just kill people instantly? It is hilarious to watch this happen. Um, people like I I don't know what record uh, 
the person who played at the Mythic Championship was. But, like, that deck is just insane. The more and more I watch it, I'm just like, man, I wish I had wild cards to burn. I actually might have most of that deck, so... Yeah, because you had the uh, Sacrifice deck put together for a while. I had the Sacrifice deck put together, and I have the Jund Sacrifice deck put together now, so I think I'm only missing a handful of it. Maybe, like, Cavaliers? Uh, it'd be the Cavaliers and Fires, probably. It's probably the only thing Which, conveniently, that's the only part of the deck I do have. <laughs> if we had a ball and paper, we could have no problem playing it. If this was Moto and we could trade to each other, we would have this deck. We'd be able to play it in Moto, the premier MTGO client. The premier... Uh, Magic client. Magic client. Man, it's sad when Moto's the best thing we get to play on. But yeah. I mean, like, it... If you look at if you look at it compared to like the prize structures for these mythic championship or the mythic qualifiers coming up next year, like the qualifiers for arena are awful. Oh yeah, no, the qualifiers for arena are just miserable. Compared to like you get one every other month, if that, and then like when you do, like your payout's awful. You have to go ten and one to qualify for day two. Uh, yeah, it's 10 and 1, and I think it's like then 200 gems per win or something. No, that's no. the qualifier. No, that's the Mythic Challenge, I believe, is what those are. The Mythic Point Challenge? Yeah. Uh, and you get 200 wins, uh, 200 gems per win, up to 10. You're out at 3, and I think you have to qualify for those. Two. I, I don't know, man. I really couldn't tell you what they're doing with Arena's like clients like their their tournaments because like day two of the old tournaments were handled via like a third party system and that was just a mess so i they need to get a tournament client in arena and i think that's a big reason we continue to see mtgo like do well is because it has an actual tournament and has for what five years ten years mm-hmm so why they can't figure out how to put it on Arena as well is beyond my ability. Like, obviously, I know it's not just copy and paste the, the code, but it irritates me, man. It irritates me that Moto continues to be the premier, climate, cli- like, premier client and Arena, which is vastly, I don't even want to say superior at this point. It's just like, it's... A different experience. You know, it's their video game, basically. It's what Magic Online has wanted to be for 20 years or however long they've had it. Yep. It's just like, it. it's insane to me that this is what they want to invest money into instead. Uh, I forgot we're getting uh, Theros Beyond Death spoilers starting here soon. Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> We have spoiler season going on too, Carl, because that releases in a month. Yeah. It's a month was... out and we're getting spoilers for it. I think release for it is the 24th of of January, something like that. So I... I think it's sooner than that. Uh, Theros release date. Yeah, twenty January 24th, 2020. Well, the last spoiler day is only the 9th. Well, that's because they have the arena event. 
That seems so, so far. Just because it's releasing in paper on the 24th doesn't mean that you're not going to have stuff on Arena. That Let's just see. seems so far apart. Huh. There are, besides the five basic lands, there are 11 Constellations showcase cards. These are going to be gods and demigods. Yeah, we got an example of a demigod with Daxos. Oh, is that what Daxos is? Yeah, Daxos is legendary enchantment creature demigod. Neat. So does that mean there's going to be one of each, like, color? Probably. Probably going to have one of each color and then, like... That gives us six gods. Yeah, uh, probably five monocolored and then Atheros. Because Atheros is the god of the underworld? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Which is like the whole purpose of this whole set. They're going to print some stupid graveyard card and it's going to fucking break modern again. I'm going to be super mad. <laughs> hey, that's fine. As long as they also give us like, you know, rest in peace and standard. Oh, escape seems like a cool mechanic. I'm going to be honest, looking through the mechanics for it. Escape seems cool. And then it doesn't seem cool. Yeah, it's just going to break dredge again, man. I was going to say, it's like, there's going to be some You know they're card. going to screw this up. You like, know they cannot do good graveyard, like, mechanics. Uh, I already know of one card I'm keeping my eye on. It's a black spell that, like, drains for two or something weird like that. And I'm just like, ah, I'm going to keep my eye on this one. <laughs> what is like, it? Oh, where is it? It was it was when they instead of the actual previews, it was the uh, the, leaks? The, the leak that was like three months ago or something like that. Where we saw the showcase Elspeth and all that nonsense. Like cards going to be there's going to be a way to break like a lot of the, one of these escape cards is going to be broken because they're going to have to super push it to like get people to play with it because otherwise everyone's just going to play with enchantments. <laughs> let's be honest start oh buying... what so i'm looking at this we're getting banishing light back in standard yeah i'm very excited about that um what was the core set enchantments matter guy um starfield nix starfield. or starfield mystic yeah the other sfm <laughs> enchantments matter guy can't remember what he does. Pick him up um, now. Someone's gonna break him. Starfield Mystic Image. Enchantment spells you control cost one less. Uh, enchantment spells you cast cost one less to cast. Whenever enchantment you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a one one counter on it. So it's it makes your enchantments cheaper. Is the relevant text? Yeah. Neat. So all your enchantment creatures are cheaper. Yay! All right, those are currently seventy-two cents on TCG Player. How many of them can we buy? All of them. <laughs> this is this is your MTG Finance Tip of the Week. Go buy Starfield Mystics. Yeah, like seriously, the enchantment-based set is upon us. Go buy your Starfield Mystics. Buy all. There of is them? not. There is not a set on TCG Player. Really? Yep. They're all singles. Uh, there is a couple vendors that have two listed, but for the most part, they are singles. 
I wonder if Star City has. I wonder how many Star City has. Um, looks like they have twenty-five near mint copies at a dollar forty-nine each. Hmm. So that's like thirty, almost forty bucks after shipping. And if this ends up being the potential of a probably a four or five dollar card, I mean, yeah, you could you could easily make your money, but. Sell them for 15 a set just to move them. Yeah, that, that way I you don't. only have to sell. You only have to sell two sets to make your money back. Yep. Carl, there you point. go. There's your money tip of the week. We're going to come back next week and Starfield Mystics is going to be sold out on Star City. And I'm going to blame you. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, like, we also have uh, Sagas returning... And, like, I really hope some of the sagas are good. Yeah, there was... Sagas were really cool, but, like, only, like... History of Benalia was, like, a good one. <laughs> oh, Mirari's Conjecture, whatever the heck the blue one was. The one that lets you do all the weird loop yep. stuff. Yep, Conjecture. That one was fun. I like that one, too. So oh. what else can we talk about? So, evidently, the, uh... Oh, Athreos is the Biobox promo. Oh. Huh. So we do have a random whatever one of No, I, I still bet it's the, the showcase card, too. It just won't be in the set. So that would be the five monocolored gods plus Athreos. I know from the previous leak, like, to keep, that was, like, leaked to shut people up about something or other. Nylia was, like, in there. Thassa was in there. And Heliod was in there. Or Erebos, one or the other one. I think it was green, blue, and black. Like, they had these weird... Kind of like what the oaths oaths for, like, Kaya and all the Planeswalkers were. But it was just, like, their face doing something weird in the car. And it did something weird in it. Oh, that like, was the... The Omens? Something the like Omen that. The Omen Cycle? I don't know what the fuck they're called. I'm not gonna get. Um, I'm not gonna go digging for it. I'm just, it's not worth my time right now. <laughs> but I think Erebos, Thassa, and Nylia were confirmed through that. I don't know about Perforos or Heliod, but Heliod has to be in here, right? Like I would be very surprised. And then that means Perforos almost has to be in here because it's the odd one out. Yeah, I would. I would guarantee it's that cycle. And then uh, yeah, you, it's the Omen cycle. They're enchantments. Yeah. Yay, more enchantments. Uh, I mean, Oath, Oath Omen of, of the Sea, which is the blue one, is like two mana instant speed uh, ponder. I mean, uh, not ponder, preordain. And I like, already have then, a sweet white black enchantment deck figured out in my head. Oh, this is great. <laughs> what black enchantments? Are we just guessing Doom Foretold? We're guessing I do Doom that. Foretold and Kaya's uh, Oath of Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> Two oh, mana Othakaya in standard, but two mana Othakaya. We can already do this in standard for two mana. Yes, Starfield Mystic is already legal. I know, but it's just like we don't have enough other support to go with it. We get Banishing Light to go with it. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. Because all of our other enchantment removal is just like mediocre. Or it's or it's uh convoke and it's like it doesn't even matter at that point. I hope they give us a white version of Commune of the Gods. Or Commune with the Gods. That'd be cool. I doubt it'll happen, but I really hope so. It's crazy, you know, that like it's it's a month out and like here we are talking about it, you know? Just because, yeah, like, like this is this is the word it's fun again. It's just like new standard stuff means you get to like kind of brew a little bit now that Oko's not a thing and lots but, of like, at the same time, like and... are they even gonna be playable? Like, who knows, who knows? what this one is gonna <laughs> look like. Yeah. It's just fun to think about this stuff. Oh, I agree. I, I definitely agree. I that is my favorite part of magic is brewing. That's why you see me play wonky decks, off the wall decks like this black white uh the black white mid range deck I played in the, the PTQ and just like stuff like that. Like stuff that people have not been playing and stuff that people have not been working on. That's my that's my favorite thing to like work on. What um, do you think the, of these showcase basics? I love them. I love the basics. Are they, they are, confirmed? They are my foil favorite basics. Or non foil? I prefer foils, but I I'm probably going to pick those up. That's going to be my basics for the cube. Are they are they guaranteed foil or are they not foil? I think those are just the basics in the in the set. No, these are the ones you see are the ones that are going to be in the theme boost and the collector's edition boosters. Oh, lame. That yeah, means they're going to already be more expensive. Yep. I still want them. Uh, they are two to a booster, so every collector booster you buy has two of them in it guaranteed. Okay. I'm, I just don't know if they're confirmed to be foils or non-foils. That's I'm assuming not. I'm assuming both are available. That'd be cool. I think I'd want them for Dredge. They're pretty. But I like my Grand Prix too much. I mean, yeah, they're they're really, really pretty. Where did you see that those are in the... Because they, the they, uh, they told us the... Uh, the contain the, what's what's going to be in the collector's boosters ahead of time. Let me see if I can find it for you. I found it. Okay. Um, foil showcase next basics. So they, so are, they are foil. only foil. That's a little what? less exciting. I kind of was like looking for forward to non foils. I mean, I also is, hope they have non foils in the set. Like, that's kind of what I was looking for. I was like, that'd be kind of nice. They showed off the uh, basics on Twitter for the, for the, like, just the normal basics you see, you get. Oh, I haven't seen these. I wonder if Mythic... The art, uh, the art's kind of cool. I'm assuming Mythic Spoilers has them up. Probably somewhere. Somewhere's got them somewhere. Nope, Mythic, uh, Mythic Spoiler does not have them up. They probably don't care. <laughs> I'm be honest. I mean, they they normally put up the basics, so. Tree Shaker Chimera, five green green for an eight five. All creatures able to block it do so. When it dies, draw three cards. Yeah, these are the uh, theme booster cards, right? I'm assuming that's what these are. Yeah, they're standard they are- legal, but they're not in the main set. Uh, someone called Tree Shaker Chimera Questing Beast's Grandpa. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like, 
looking through, look, having the problem right now currently of Jun Sacrifice and Korvald being a problem, let's print more standard cards into not easy to access sets that are limited print run. Because that sounds like a great idea. These are all in. Like, how, in the, how playable are these going to be? Like, Underworld Sentinel seems really sweet. This is uh, black, black, and three for a four, five. Whenever it attacks, exile target creature from your graveyard. And then when it dies, put all cards exiled with it onto the battlefield. Like, that seems sweet. I'm sure uh, it's going to be played in a non zero amount of decks. Sphinx Mindbreaker is a six, six for five and two blue with flying. And when it, when it ETBs, each opponent puts the top 10 cards of his or her library in their graveyard. You can flicker the hell out of this guy and just mill somebody out. I, Is it just me or does Grasping Giant kind of look like Thanos? He does. Just more arms. <laughs> he has arms. Thanos face, man. He has if that he has, Thanos yeah, face. Five, four arms. <laughs> he has four arms. Five arms? <laughs> six five arms. arms. Six arm. There's six arms there. And two there? attached to his oh, body and then four floating in the air. Yeah, there's one hiding behind the guy. Like, Victory's Envoy seems <laughs> standard the playable. The first comment... Uh, the first comment on this is, is it just me or does this look exactly like Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, but, uh, like, Victory's Envoy is three and two white for a three, three. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a plus one, plus one counter on each other creature you control. Card's also really sweet. Like, that seems 100% standard playable in almost any kind of just creature-based white deck. Like, I was seems... getting ready to say it's unplayable because Oko's in this format, and then I realized... Wrong. <laughs> you know, the, the worst part about Oko being banned in so many formats is, like, he is still, like, in print for, like, another year or whatever. Yeah. Another two years. Like, I'm pretty sure you can't sell Throne of Eldraine packs anymore. No. Have you looked at the EV of that set? Or, like, the, yeah. It's garbage. I know it's garbage. Uh, Once Upon a Times are, like, six bucks now. Um, Oko's are still absurdly high because modern and legacy, but they're never going to go down in price. Uh, EV for a booster is currently three thirty three. Um, so your average booster box is still one hundred twenty. That's not awful. Um, markets ninety three with your low being fifty eight dollars. I was going to say, if you buy straight from the distributor, buy a couple, like, buy a case, you could probably get them for, like, 70 or 80 a piece. Yeah, that's, that's EV. That's insane, man. I can't, I can't actually imagine, like, opening a $60 standard legal booster box. Like. Yeah, no. Oh, but we count them, we got cards on the suspend list for Historic, and they might eventually come off and help save the set. I doubt it. Oh, I, I know. If you couldn't get the sarcasm there, I'm sorry. It. It's oh. <laughs> I, I, I tried to lay it on thick, but the microphone doesn't do a good job picking it up sometimes. <laughs> What's this black card I, I was keeping my eye on? There's a black card with escape. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. It's the fruit of Tizarus. Uh For one black mana, target player loses two life. Escape is three in a black. Exile three of the cards from your graveyard. Do you have a link to this? I haven't seen this card. Uh, they're in the Mythic Spoiler if you scroll all the way down. Oh, you're going to make me work for it. Yep, I'll make you work for it. But, um... Yeah. 
Like that's the card. That's a card to keep my eye on for Dredge, just because it's just like it's cheap and it has an escape cost that's fairly low compared to the other ones I've seen. Like three cards is less than four. Mm-hmm. Like the everything I've seen for escape has like it's like a four mana cost, which that's nice. It's like four or higher. Like you need to have that, otherwise Dredge will abuse it. But like Dredge can get to four mana and do stuff with four mana at four mana pretty easily. <laughs> Like, if it doesn't have There's anything a, to do that turn, you can just escape this fruit of Tizarus and drain him for two. And, like, even the front half is just fine. Like, black to drain two is, like, whatever. And, like, yeah. if you're able to pay it on this back half, that's just, like, extra value. Exactly. Um, I kind of like seeing, like, if Funeral Rites is, like, a reprint of... um, it, It's kind of like Read the Bones, except instead of Scry 2, you Mill 2. Draw two, lose two, mill two. Like, that seems kind of hot. Especially, like, if these, like, graveyard decks are actually going to be playable. Yeah. Um, another card I'm keeping my eye on is if Underworld Dreams is actually in this uh, standard format. I've heard it is. It's it's in the leaks as a card. I just don't know if I trust the leaks or not to be true. <laughs> well, I mean, everything else they've had in the leaks has been true, so... So if Underworld Dreams is in this, we also have, uh, what's his name? Davriel, the Planeswalker. Yep. We can, we can rack people again. We can get Mono Black Discard going. Yeah, and, like, that actually seems, like, the problem there is, like, well, Tamio's still in this format, and Tamio has a static ability that says you can't just die to discard But you spells. get Murderous Rider. Yeah, I guess. Like, you have Murderous Rider, who cares? <laughs> and, like... You could you could potentially go into blue to also play Narset, so like they can't draw out of it. Yeah, play like, Narset and Underworld Dreams together. Just be like, yeah, whatever, whatever. But yeah, if you get if you play Narset, you get Thought Eraser, which is really yeah, good. Yeah, this you is get disinformation campaign, which is yeah. really good. If we go into historic, we can play Bolas. Oh, like goodness. Or Bolas. I love that card, and I know it's not good, man, but I love that card. No, it's not. <laughs> Nothing gets me more excited than shitty Grixis decks, man. Oh, I found <laughs> another broke, another potentially card to break. So there's a red one that creates a 1-1 red satyr creature token that can't block for one red mana, and escape is three and exile two other cards. That what are we doing with it? Making a bunch of 1-1s. Hmm. Because from what I'm reading, Escape doesn't exile. It works like Retrace, right? You may cast this card from your graveyard for its escape cost. Yeah, I guess not. Like, you just get to keep casting this over and over and over. So, like, for three mana on your turn, you can make two one ones. They don't block, but, um, like, graveyard decks aren't blocking usually anyway. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You're usually just attacking, so you you make a one one, and then you make another one one, so you have two one ones, and then next turn you can make another one one, and then make another one one, and then make another one one. As long as you got two cards in your graveyard, you can just keep doing this over and over and over. This seems insane. Okay, yeah, escape seems completely and utterly busted. Like they gotta be careful with escape. They, if you if you printed one that's like escape for like like that one is three mana for a decent effect. 
besides making a 1-1, like, you, you gotta be real careful. I don't think we've seen a rare escape card besides Elspeth, right? I don't think we have either. Yeah, we haven't yet. I don't think we have. So that, yeah. If we get a rare card with escape, we might have to... That might be pretty busted. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see Help Us if they can make this. I'm waiting for a creature with it. Uh, there's the Hellhound, they, uh, Underworld Ragehound they shared when they were talking about the escape mechanic. Uh, if it escapes, it becomes a 4-2. Oh, neat. So you, ex you pay 4 and exile 3 other cards, and you get a 4-2. But it has to attack every combat. Uh, there's also this Spider... That's a one mana, it's a one mana, two, one, two with reach. And when it enters the battlefield, it deals damage equal to its power. Target creature with flying and opponent controls. Escape is five and four other cards. And it comes back to play as a four, five. Yeah, that, that seems really sweet. So it's like stuff like that, where it's like a real cheap investment early. And then escape makes it bigger. That's where things get scary. And that's where it's like, it reminds me of the adventure cards a little bit. Or it's like small mana investment now to get, and I still have this creature later on. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited for these recurrable threats. I'm yeah. really hoping like uh, like if they become too good, like we already have Leyline of the Void and Grafdigger's Cage in this format. Yeah, but thank like, God. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind like Rest in Peace also being in this format. Just like give them the knights uh, like the the knights out like especially like if it's going to be a constellation theme as well like having a generic answer like rest in peace to answer the potentially problematic mechanic it seems great um got anything else to talk about i don't think so man we kind of like, rambled we... towards the end of this episode but we, we went into the spoilers, and I really wasn't anticipating it, but, yeah, whatever. And it It's nice to go in, because they, they just dropped all those theme booster cards yesterday, right? Today's mm -hmm. the 18th. Sometime yeah. this week, yeah. They dropped them yesterday, because they spoiled them the 17th. So it's just like, we might, we might, got, we could have gotten into this today, which I'm kind of glad we did, because it's just like, I'm kind of upset about these theme booster only rares, and that kind of makes me upset. Because you're not guaranteed to get these guys in your theme booster. Well, they're also um, they're also going to be in the uh, collector booster because it's an auxiliary product. Yeah, there's a chance of you getting one in there. Because there's also the Planeswalker decks. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, so you, you can get an Elspeth that's like triple white or you get an Ashiok that costs six mana. Man, wouldn't that be some shit? Just be like, yeah, I opened an Elspeth. It's not the good one. <laughs> I'll be honest. When did Ashiok start getting above, like, three mana? Like, goddamn. Well, to be fair, this is the only third time we've seen it. Like, but every other time he's been three mana. It's been great. True. <laughs> but, you know, this is also, like, dealing, like... Ashiok protects itself now. Yeah, that neg three is real good. Like oh, God, I don't want to see the silly card. Just let me see the read the card. 
Return target non-land permanent it's to its owner's hand. That player exiles a card from their hand. Create a 2-3 blue and black nightmare creature token with. Whenever this creature attacks or blocks each opponent, exiles top two cards of their library. God, that seems insane. Mm-hmm. And then the next seven's like not even hard to get to. Yeah, that the the plus the plus one was the protecting itself I was talking about. But yeah, the next three also is just like really good. <laughs> just bounce anything that's not a land, <laughs> and then the exile card from their hand. That that also is just like get your questing beast out of here. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> oh, it's the only card in your hand. It's gone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, oh, all right, you're empty. You're empty-handed. Pick this up. Kill it. Go away, please. Yeah, this this Ashiok seems really cool. I like this. I'm I'm very excited to see what this actually does. Hopefully, it does some sweet things. I'm not a fan of whatever this showcase card is. I'm not a fan of that. Don't like that at all. I don't like the full art Ashiok. It looks awful. I just I just want the regular Ashiok. I'll be fine with it. <laughs> Have we seen what full art Elspeth looks like yet? Yeah, she was. That was in the leak. That was the Elspeth we saw in the leak. It's uh, it's ugly too. Um, I don't think I've seen this. Let me. She might not be down there anymore because the because we got Elspeth actually print like spoiled. Hmm. But it it was in the leaks originally, and it was just oh, like the yeah, Ashiok. It, it was like stones. S- the statue yeah. thing. They are pre-ordering on TCG Player for two hundred dollars. How much do you want to bet that it doesn't sell at two hundred dollars? Two hundred dollars. Excuse me, I have a bet to go win. <laughs> it won't max it won't enough the credit card to win itself. Are we done? I think so, man. I got nothing else to talk about. We kind of yeah. rambled all over the place this week. There's some talk about Pokemon in there for a minute. And, <laughs> and so there's Pokemon in there and other games we were playing. And yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Well, the magic season's winding down. Like, uh, we're getting ready to do Christmas and New so Year's. So Watson's going to be out of the office for two weeks. Pioneer's going to go to shit because they're not going to be keeping an eye on it. And this is going to run over everything and... This is the the next card on my list to get banned. They need it. I'm telling you, just they're gonna come out an emergency banner. Just get her. I I really hope they see that Mono Green is still the best deck in this format. Mono Green, regardless of how many other cards they ban, they keep taking out the things that are beating it. The reason these decks do so well is because everyone's still playing Mono Green. (laughs) Like, they're either playing Mono Green or they're playing some suboptimal build, and that's the reason decks like Nexus of Fate were doing so well, probably. Like, that's the reason that it's the second highest win rate. Well, when the next highest win rate is 40%, like, what, what do you expect? <laughs> God, Mono Green's gross, man. Oh, it is. 100%. I'm, I'm very excited to see that, that deck just finally get nuked, hopefully. Just please. eat it. Just go away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just sit over here and play my Soul Flayers. Don't mind me. <laughs> Cast my Zatalpas. We'll be good. There's no Oko to turn my Zatalpas into 3-3 three, three Elks now, so... <laughs> Too bad it doesn't have Hexproof. Good luck getting it off the field, though. You you are correct. I will 
have a very hard time doing that. Ah. The trick then is just to give the give it to just the soul flare, give it hexproof as well, and just like you're never getting it off the field. Blessed Alliance, I think that's the only card in settle the wreckage. Like those mm -hmm. are the only two cards you're getting it off with. Um. Mm. Mutilate could do it. Languish could still do it. That's about it. I don't know if I want to go play Magic on Friday now. <laughs> after I mean, after talking worst, about it. The like, worst part is, is like, it's modern FNM. Like, talking about it, it's just like, I could go play Dredge, or I could, like, buy Seasons Pyromancers and play Healy and just have fun. Not win anything, but have fun. Yeah, if, if you're playing modern, play a deck that's fun. Like... Play don't, for fun. Don't play yeah, to win. I'm, I'm, I'm off this, this format trying to play to win. Like, if I'm playing it, I'm playing to have fun. Yep. Pioneer's my, my new format to go, like, be a tryhard in. Oh, get us out of here. All right, man. We will be back next week. Uh, we actually have a really cool show next week. Um, not to not to spoil anything, but I'm, I'm very, very excited for next week's episode. Um, Carl and I are putting in a lot of work for it actually next week. So it'll be one of my favorite episodes, I'm sure. So, um, you can always find us on Twitter. You can find myself at Cardinal Noble 25. You can find Carl at musical underscore 33, and you can find the podcast at attack for zero. Um, we have a discord server. Please feel free to join it. It's our best feedback loop to be able to tell us, Hey, here's what we like. Here's what we don't like. Keep doing this. Don't do that. Um, best that you can always find us on uh, Twitch as well. Myself at uh, at Mr. Missouri 25 and Carl is at musical um, questions, comments, concerns can always be sent to our email down in the show notes. Best that we will be back next week with our year in review. Um, it's been a very, very exciting year of magic and there's a lot of good things that have happened and a lot of not so good things. So we'll be back next week with it and talk to you all then. Have a good one. Peace.